Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7, live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room. And a pleasant good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Licking County Locker Room, live from Ship Brothers Brewing here at 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. Hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And now as we get ready for round two of the holidays, Christmas right around the corner, and, of course, New Year's Day as well. A lot of people out doing some shopping and festivities. But if you want to take a break from all that, come on down here to Ship Brothers Brewing and enjoy some great food and great drinks. The burger of the month is the Chili Cheese Fry Burger, a smash burger with a pretzel bun, cheddar cheese, famous fries, all topped with chili. Man, does that sound good on a cold winter night like what we have this evening. So hopefully you can come on down and join us for the next hour or even stay longer than that if you want to and enjoy the festivities. So as you know, we've done this in the fall the last couple of years. We're now carrying it over to winter sports, focusing on Licking County High Schools, and we'll be talking winter sports throughout December and January into February. Of course, boys and girls basketball. We've got bowling going on, wrestling, a lot of winter sports that we'll be speaking to athleticers about and bringing on some students as well. Tonight we will be featuring Newark High School and the Wildcats, and we'll be talking hoops with boys head basketball coach Jeff Quackenbush and girls head basketball coach Jack Eifert, along with a couple of their players as well. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark here on Cape 98.7. And welcome back, everyone. Let's talk some Newark Wildcat basketball. And we'll start with the boys' team and head coach Jeff Quackenbush joining us as the team has started off 2-0 and with a team that I guess, Coach, you could say so a mixture. You had some groups coming back, but obviously you lost some key players as well. So we're very early into the season, but two game in. What are you thinking of this ball club? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a group that's kind of learning as we go, trying to replace... Grant Burkholder and Drew Oberholzer and what they brought to the table is, is, you know, over the last five or six weeks, that's what we're really, really working on. Drew's intensity, uh, Burke's skill and handling the ball, and uh, we're happy to be 2-0. We know we got a lot of work to do still. Uh, had a great practice today uh, and, and looking forward to, I know the kids are looking forward to start playing games, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you've got a busy schedule coming up starting this Friday, which we're happy to have the home opener here on Kate 98.7 as you take on Olentangy Berlin. But you beat Taft 55-42. That's always a very good athletic ball club, and your defense was very strong in that ball game, and you had enough offensive spark by a couple of players including the one to my right here but uh, an opening, I mean that's no cupcake to have that type of an opening matchup against Taft. Well, you know, the, our first two teams we played, them and Pick Central both won the state championship two years ago so there's a lot of tradition in both of those programs so 
Uh, and, and the way Taft plays is a little different. They trap everywhere mm-hmm. and they press everywhere. So when you're replacing a point guard after three years of handling the ball, it's as, as a coach, it's a little nerve-wracking going into that game. But I thought our kids handled it well. We only had eight turnovers for the game. Um, and Ty Gilbert, who's running the point for us now, and it's a little bit at times committee. Steele even ran the point a little bit on Friday night against Pick Central. Um, they're just finding ways to win, and that's kind of what you got to do. Well, and you mentioned the Pitt Central game, and that's always going to be a battle. It's going to be low scoring. Every possession is key. You're down 12-2 to two after one quarter. What are you telling the team at that point? It's not over, but it's not a good start. No, it wasn't a good start. We were we were struggling to score. Um, I, I at that point's when I just stopped coaching and I just told Steele, "You got him," uh, and he he took it from there. But uh, it, it's low scoring because that's the way we need it to be. We definitely don't want that to turn into a up and down game. Uh, but the kids kept fighting through. Right now, our defense is what's winning us games right now. Uh, and this time of year, that's what needs to happen because everyone's offense is. You know, you're kind of working out the kinks as the season goes on. So um, we need to continue to improve on our defense. But we spent a lot of time today uh, cleaning up some things on the offense. And that's as much coaches making adjustments as it is kids. So we've got to make it a little simpler for those guys so they can just go out there and play. But to have that belief and have the fourth quarter that you did have on the road against a very strong program, yeah. what did you see in the group in just the, even that fourth quarter to come out with a very tough road win? Well, I saw our leaders on offense taking control of the game. Uh, Steele and Braylon had the ball in their hand and made plays. and uh, You know, that's what has to happen in Division One basketball. Your, your best players got to... Uh, make plays when it comes down to the fourth quarter, and that's and that's what they did. Okay, Steelmeister. Um, first of all, I'm going to change gears on you for a minute Uh-oh. because um, you know I was so impressed with what you did on the football field, and I am partial to left-handers. <laughs> but uh, third team all Ohio for your football uh, senior season that had to feel pretty good. Yeah, it was it was, it was good for us, uh, good for the program. Um, something something we all work for and. I'm trying to take the next step, and it was just a good moment. So now you go to the hardwood, and, um, Coach, I think I'm safe to say he can play like a bull in a china shop every once in a while. He's got that physicality and doesn't think anyone can, can match him up. But I, you also have that touch. I mean, you can go outside and hit it if you need to. You can post up if you need to. So talk about your game as and what you looked for we'll get to the defensive side but offensively first i mean do you notice your player and say this is a guy i can take or maybe i've got to bring him out to to open up some other stuff um naturally i i'm uh i brought the ball up until i got to high school and then coach crack kind of did a, did a good job of developing me into more of a, a post type player and and when I see guys who are bigger and, and a little slower, then I know you know I have an opportunity to, to get the ball in the paint and attack and try to get other guys open. And if I have a guy who's a little bit smaller on me, then uh, I know that I can sit down and get in, the, get in the paint and thank some bodies a little bit. So you're averaging 20 points in two games. Um, doesn't seem like the, well, he's forcing the issue, Coach. He's taking what the what the defense is going to give him. No, he's definitely not. He's he's making and we Steele and I have talked about this. He's just making simple plays um, and and limiting his turnovers. Uh, and and honestly, he's working harder on offense than he has in the past. Um, 
which which is great, and he's going to have to. Obviously, we have one senior, whereas we had seven seniors last year. Um, we have a big group of juniors that are looking to emerge. We have a couple freshmen that are that are really good playing, and some sophomores as well. So throughout the program, we have kids that are jumping into different roles. So we know there's going to be some ups and downs early this year. It's just going to be a matter of learning from some of those mistakes and bouncing back from them. And then as far as the whole program goes, I feel like this year, more than ever, I have a better eye of the entire program. Mm-hmm. And we just started our NGBL this year, which is basically a sister program to the NBBL that they've done for years. Whereas previously, we had just worked with COBA and the YMCA. Now we have our own program where the girls are playing under our wings. We have players in there, including Grace. She's done a great job leading that, um, working with the little junior cats coming up and sort of making the program get built from the ground up. And so that way it can be sustainable for years and years. Well, let me carry on to that. So how did you want to get that established and make that a part of the program? Well, it was something that I'd worked through up throughout the program. So I had been a fifth grade travel ball coach with one of our COBA teams with uh, Jeff Stair. And I'd worked with JR. And then I coached a middle school team. And then I coached our JV. So I got to see the program at each spot all the way up. And then once I became a varsity assistant, JR had me in charge of our COBA teams and our youth league team. So I started to see some of maybe the blind spots with that. Mm-hmm. That can kind of happen over the years. And so that was one of the first things. I was like, okay, how can I revamp this? And I have some good people on my staff, and Mike Capacci, he's a former Newark football coach, great assistant for me. Um, he sort of helps the Junior Cats program get built up with Jeff. And uh, Tony Euler as well, he's a big part of the Junior Cats football program. I work really well with both of those guys, and we kind of together have found a way to make this NGBO program launch pretty well this year. We have over 65 kids in the program Wow! through, through grades 3 through 6 and we think it's just going to grow and grow each year. So we think it's going to be great moving forward. As you and I talked about before we went on the air, I I saw the scrimmage against Heath, and there was the the, the focus, the determination, the intensity on a game that means nothing overall, but it was kind of the last scrimmage before you started the regular season play, and I just thought the intensity was at a a game pitch high, if not higher. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's just all about our kids. I mean, we have kids that are hard workers that were waiting for an opportunity to emerge behind those seniors and all those players that have gone D1 and D2 over the last few years. And they've played behind them. They've played against them. I mean, Grace being one of them, all the way down to some of the juniors that we have. And they've been waiting for the opportunity to play. I mean, Grace played behind some great forwards last year and didn't get a huge chance to play in spite of how well she was doing in practice. Put in an entire year of work, and she's got an opportunity. She started every game, and she's done well for us been kind of an anchor down there and I think it'll just continue to get better as we learn to play with that speed we played with in that foundation game there will be some mistakes here and there but again it's how can we learn from those and then be better game 11 than we are game 1 and better game 22 than we are game 11 well she's chomping at the bit to talk so let's (laughs) let's bring her on Grace Pistorius so he just mentioned you kind of had to sit there and and bide your time, which in today's world is very tough to do. Everyone's saying, I want my moment, I want my moment. So what kept you going? What what kept you wanting to be in the program when you were biding your time and waiting for this chance? Um, it was definitely just a lot of, like, being patient and, like, respecting the people in front of me, like the people that are older and have put on more time than me and just, like, waiting for my chance. So here is your chance, and also as a senior, uh, basically taking care of the of the group that's looking up to you now as a leader as they're trying to get their feet wet. So 
hey, welcome to starting, and now all this additional responsibility. So yeah. what's it like in knowing that you have this additional role? You have to kind of be a coach out on the floor. Yeah, it's definitely very different. Like, <laughs> You're fine, you're fine. Um, I don't know. Everybody definitely, like, helps a lot. It's yeah. not just me stepping up. It's, like, everybody helps everybody else. Like, everybody's really supportive with each other. Like, yeah. So... You started off with three straight victories, a couple bumps in the road the last couple of games. I'm going to ask both Coach and you this. So wanting to stay on track and not getting too high after three wins, too low after two losses, what are you telling your your teammates, your peers right now? Uh, Because it's not going to get any easier, but how how do you keep that positive focus going right now? Yeah, Pick Central is definitely, I think, like a wake-up call to us. Like we had a couple iffy practices that week, and then Mm. the – last few practices we've had since then have definitely been like a lot more intense and we've been locked in getting ready for the next few games this week you agree with that coach absolutely and i mean i heard jeff and seal mention it and i mean people who do basketball know that it's all about the preparation and the work that goes in and when you have a younger team or when you have a team that has less experience and they have experienced victories and they think okay we're already there and everything and the day-to-day preparation especially as you play tougher opponents like pick centrals ranked in the country they're ranked in the state um dublin jerome is a great team they're going to do really well in the tournament this year they have a lot of experience returning so it's when we go against these teams with more experience that can stack these good practices um i think they they learned a lesson from pick central and they have put together some good practices leading up to our game tomorrow well and yeah it, it is what you do let's just say there is a game on friday what you do monday through thursday or Friday through Monday, getting ready for a Tuesday game. Those those are the things you have to focus on. Was it important, though, for this group to to start with getting a couple of victories under your belt? Because, again, going back to the foundation game with Heath, I heard some Romans in the crowd like, oh, we're not sure we're not sure what they're going to bring to the table. And to get off to a good start, that had to be important. It's not the break end of the season, but it's still important. Right, right, absolutely. And we felt that this team needed some momentum early, and we felt like they, because there were some lessons they were going to be learning down the road, mm-hmm. and we thought they did a nice job preparing for the opponents we had early on. I mean, Western Reserve, uh, they were uh, their story program um, from where they're from. They're a Division Four program, but they've been a perennial regional team. And then you have Thomas Worthington just came off a victory the night before, so that's that's a step up, and then you go Lancaster, a league opponent, a league rivalry. Yes. To get that win at home was a huge confidence boost. So I mean, they sort of graduated each victory, and then now they've reached this level of Dublin, Jerome, Pick Central, those level of teams where they're trying to knock a team like that off. And I think they're learning of what it takes to do that, and those are the lessons we need to learn along the road here. Grace, the thing I've noticed in just looking at the bot scores is. In most of the games, you guys have outscored your opponent in the fourth quarter. A couple of times you've had the lead in the first half, and like Thomas Worthington, they made a run. But it seems like you guys um, have had a lot of confidence in that second half. Do you, have you noticed anything in regards to that? Yeah, yeah. Um, especially at like, the Dublin-Jerome game, like we started off rough, and then we just like talked to each other. We were like, we're not gonna give up like we're just gonna keep trying like get better each possession for sure how much do you want them to coach themselves out on the floor when they're so young 
I, I think you have to give them decisions to coach, and I think that you have to have decisions where you say, hey, you're not going to worry about that. I'm going to worry about that. Uh-huh. You give them things they worry about, though. There are things they need to help each other with. Like we talk all the time about having the confidence to talk on screens and talk when you're in health and talk when you have help on the baseline and just sort of having the confidence to tell each other you're there. I think that's one of the biggest things they can do on the floor, and I can yell all I want on the sideline, but once they start doing that for each other, the defense takes another step. And then also their decision-making on the floor. I told them they're going to play fast. They're going to make some bad decisions. They're going to make some iffy decisions. They're going to make some great decisions. And they have to kind of help each other out and talk to each other about getting on the same page with where they're going to be and getting used to that. It is up-tempo. You guys press. You go after it. So there are going to be situations where Coach alluded to where you might have a layup, you know, but it's it's retaliating and getting back to what you like offensively. Do you like the up-tempo game? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's definitely different than, like, we have played the last couple years. And it's just fun to, like... Speed it up. But you got to be in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did a but lot it, of running in the fall. Uh, you know, the thing I've noticed, too, is you're putting pressure, as you guys are learning, you're still putting pressure on the opponent. You're making them want to maybe get out of their comfort zone um, and force them into some awkward situations. Is that kind of how you feel, at least from a defensive standpoint? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the other thing is, this team can shoot the basketball. Uh, when you guys are, are open, you're going to hit most of the shots. And the other thing I've noticed, too, is you're making that extra pass. So while they're young, Coach, I think they have a pretty good knowledge of the game. They do. They do. We have some high IQ players, and I think it's just a matter of adapting to the speed of the game when you play against those higher-level teams. I think that when they saw how fast Jerome was playing in the first half mm-hmm. against them, or then saw at times how fast Pick Central was playing. I mean, we had quarters in each of those games that we won or were right there with them, and it's just making those high IQ decisions, but making them in game speed right. rather than that little bit slower speed. Because you have some kids who are used to JV minutes, you have some kids that are used to middle school minutes, so it's okay, now you're varsity, not just regular varsity but district level varsity and it's a whole different speed the girls game has taken off so much and uh you know i i enjoy watching women's college basketball the level of skill that i've seen so as you have grown up has there been a a player a team whether it's uh college or WNBA or players that you've looked up to and kind of either idolized your game or just like the way that she's played um yeah i definitely have always watched like Caitlin Clark and stuff the last year too. She's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. And even like Emma Shoemate and stuff, like yeah. girls that have come from the Newark program, have yeah. always been like somebody that I've looked after and watched. And what we'll we'll, we'll take on Caitlin. We'll we'll say Emma too. What about their games impressed you most? Um, just the way that they're always like a hundred percent locked in. Like it doesn't matter if they're up by thirty or down by a lot. Like they're always gonna give it their all. Like. What have you seen about the girls' game over the last ten years that has made it so so popular? Because she mentions Caitlin Clark. I think today there may be more girls, uh, college basketball girls recognized more than maybe on the men's side. Absolutely, and I think it's just the speed they're playing at. I think it's the level of skill and preparation they have, and I think it's the exposure of the three-point shot and yeah. how much, such a high volume of three-point shots being shot. I mean, I know uh, one thing that JR used to always say is that the three-point shot in girls' basketball is like the Duncan boys' basketball. Like, you hit a clutch three at a random spot, it's like the whole crowd erupts, gets everybody going, and I think that that's sort of, with the style of play that's happening in the NBA, WNBA, college alike, where now now there's more threes being shot, less mid-rangers being shot. I think it just adds itself to it. 
Yeah, I, it really has been. I watched yesterday South Carolina and Utah. I mean, that was high-level basketball, and it's it's fun to watch. There's no question about that. So tomorrow night, you've got Upper Arlington. I believe they are unbeaten. Yes. Um, looking at their scores, it seems very low scoring, and they must lock it down on defense a little bit. They do. They do. They're similar to us. They like to press. They like to make it so it's tough for you to get across half court. Um, so we'll have to deal with their pressure um, in the half court. They're very sound defensively. They like to pack it in a little bit. They like to make you shoot outside shots and settle. Um, so we're going to have to be really intentional about the shots that we're getting and how aggressive that we're being. But we're also going to try to speed the game up ourselves, too, and sort of that we think that goes well with our game. Um, they are a really good team. We played them last year at their place. Um, we hit in some shots that I think were fortunate for us, and we ended up beating them at their place. So I know they're going to come over to Newark tomorrow looking for a little bit of revenge. How important is it for you guys to get off to a good start tomorrow night? Um, after two losses, it's definitely like we're at home. We want to show like we're on the right track now. Like just start off good, keep it good, play at our own pace. If it does, again, let's just say you get off to a good start and you have those runs uh, by Upper Arlington, or sometimes the shots aren't falling. Again, how do you just keep everybody focused and say it's just one shot it's just one possession we got to move over to the next or is this team kind of adapted to that i think our team has definitely been adapting to it like our teammates are really good at like picking each other up like if you see one person like looking down they definitely like just tell them like oh it's okay like move on next possession You've only got five games in, but you know it's going to fly by very quickly as a senior. So not to get nostalgic, we got a ways to go before senior night and all that, but what are you hoping to accomplish, one, as an individual, and two, for this team as you move forward in your senior campaign? Um, as an individual, like I just want to step in, like fill in the rules of the seniors before me. Like I was close with a lot of the seniors last year, so I just want to step in, like fulfill the things that they left behind. Um, as a team, like it's definitely like a goal to win a district. It's always been the goal. Sure. Kind of an expectation for Newark. Like, do you do you feel the rest of the team feels we can get that done? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and coach, for you, what are you looking for? Same question for her as a senior, and and what you want her to to accomplish before she ends her career at Newark, and then uh, for this team. I mean, I know you have certain goals and expectations and maybe some of those have been met so far in five games but what are you looking for 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 grace and and for the team i think it's just continue to lead the way she is lead lead by example lead by being vocal um just sort of have a standard with where you expect everybody to be at same standard she was held to should be the same standard that we are this year and beyond and just pass that on um to each group and i think just continue to be that defensive anchor that we have i think it's huge and then i think as a team we have some kids that i think have high expectations and we kind of tell them, hey, if you have those high expectations, then the expectations are there in practice, and we're going to hold you accountable for those, and that standard has to be there. Like we know we've seen district-level basketball before at Newark, and we know where you have to be playing at and what lessons you need to learn. And so we think that uh, we're all on board, and we're going to try to make ourselves there. Last question for both of you before I let you go, and appreciate your time on this Monday night. We, we talked about it with uh, with Jeff and Steele, the community involvement. and. Um, the, the the wanting to to help the girls succeed and, and and help and yeah winning plays a role in that there's no question about it but it seems like the community is all in on both programs. 
Yeah, I agree. It's been absolutely huge. And I mean, when I first took the job, one of the biggest things for me is Newark's a basketball town. Yeah. Um, and I just think that everyone here just cares so much about the girls and the boys and how well they're playing and where they're at tonight and asking questions about them. How's this kid doing? How's this kid doing? Asking questions about everybody. I mean, it's absolutely great. And it's one of the best towns, I think, to coach high school basketball in. And I just think that that community support is a big reason for the continued success of both programs is I don't think you can have one without the other. And how have you felt as a player going through that with the community support? Yeah, I agree for sure. Definitely like being on the court and having like a full like bleachers is definitely like really special. It's fun. It makes it a lot more fun to play like when everybody's watching. And challenging for that other team coming in too. Yeah. Okay, I lied. I forgot. I got one more (laughs) question because I believe that you're a huge Celtics fan. Correct. And uh, a huge Larry Bird fan. Correct. So is Larry Bird on your NBA Mount Rushmore? He is. No question asked. No question asked. Okay. No question asked. And is this Celtics team going to win the NBA Finals? If they stay healthy, 100%. And I know that's kind of a cop-out, but with Porzingis' health, I think he's already been out a little bit so far this season. But I think with his health... Yeah, I think with adding Drew Holiday to that group, I think that those four people, between those two, Javelin Brown and Jason Tatum, I think they have what it takes because Porzingis stretches the floor in a way that no big they've had have been able to do. I think they're awful deep. And yeah. like you said, health-wise, they, they should be good. I think Milwaukee will give them a run, but I don't know that Milwaukee is consistent I agree. As, as the Celtics will be. Now, they will lose twice to the Cavaliers. I hope right. you understand that, <laughs> and you can accept that. But uh, outside of that, and I, I agree with you, I think Larry, just overall what he did in helping that team do what they needed to do, but he made so many mm-hmm. players better around Absolutely. him that you, you can't look at just numbers. No. You have to look at what he what he brought to the table. Absolutely. And I hate to tell you, I was a huge Citrus fan in the early 80s, so okay. he broke my heart. Dr. J. Okay. Dr. J, Andrew, Tony, <laughs> Mo Cheats, and we couldn't get over that hump except uh. for 83 when we had Moses, but other than that, you guys owned us. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, we look forward much. to having a couple of your games on the air this year, and uh, best of luck against Upper Arlington tomorrow night and the rest of the season. Thank, Thank you very you. much for having us. Sure do. We'll come back and wrap up this edition of the Licking County Locker Room live from Ship Brothers Brewing here on Kate 98.7. Don't buy meat wrapped in plastic. Ew. When you can buy fresh. For almost 70 years, your friends and neighbors have been making the fresh choice at Al's Meat Market. What's that? Your freezer's dying of boredom. Yawn. Then check out Al's Meat Bundles. You can always fill up at Al's Meat Market. Don't forget, Al's is your place to order your beef tenderloin, prime rib, and all the sides for the holidays. Al's Meat Market, West Main and 21st Street, Newark. Give yourself the gift of a meal at Elliott's Woodfired Kitchen and Tap, where you can taste the pride in everything they do. From their three beef and pork meatballs to their award-winning wood-fired pizzas and street tacos, there's fresh in every bite. Add to that the great service and cozy atmosphere, and Elliott's is the gift that keeps on giving. And right now, when you buy $100 in gift cards, you'll get $20 free. Elliott's Woodfired Kitchen and Tap in downtown Newark, Pataskala and New Albany. Thank you. 
We know what you want in a chainsaw. You want legendary performance. You want industry-leading ergonomics. And you want precision cutting that gets the job done quickly and safely. That's why we want you to try a Husqvarna chainsaw. With air injection, low vibration handles, and powerful X-Torque engines, Husqvarna chainsaws are trusted by professionals around the world. If you want to take down a tree or clear a forest, you'll want a Husqvarna chainsaw. It's what precision cutting is all about. Visit Wright Brothers Power on Church Street or online at wrightbrotherspower.com. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and the one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. Don't let a late-night meeting with the deer keep your car, truck, or SUV off the road. The deer specialists at Newark Automotive Collision and Glass can get your vehicle fixed right, fixed fast, and they won't leave a dent in your wallet. If you accidentally meet a deer with your vehicle, Newark Automotive Collision and Glass are the ones to call. They care about you and your vehicle. Newark Automotive Collision and Glass, Mount Vernon Road, Newark, and online at autobodyofnewark.com. When making the holiday meals for your family, you take your time to make sure you get every detail just right. Since 1978, family-owned and operated Ross's Granville Market has been your go-to destination for the hard-to-find but have-to-have ingredients to make your holiday special. There's lots of places to shop for groceries, but at Ross's Granville Market, you won't need your walking shoes. Park close, get what you need, and get back to the kitchen. Ross's Granville Market, Main Street in Granville. Back talking high school sports with the Licking County Locker Room live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Cape 98.7. Thanks to Coach Quackenbush, Coach Eifert, Steelmeister, and Grace Pistorius for joining us tonight as we look forward to another exciting season of Newark High School basketball. And again, we will broadcast the home opener for the Chats Friday night at Jimmy Allen Gymnasium as they take on Olentangy Berlin. Tip-off right around 7.30 following the JV game Friday night. We hope you can join us then as they look to move to 3-0. and And if you get a chance, go out to the Jimmy tomorrow night and watch the girls basketball team hopefully get a win over Upper Arlington and knock them from the unbeaten ranks. Again, same game time at 7.30 for the Lady Wildcats tomorrow night. So we hope you enjoyed our first winter edition of the Licking County Locker Room. We'll be back next Monday night right here at Ship Brothers Brewing with the Newark Catholic Green Wave joining us talking boys and girls hoops from their school as well. So that'll do it here on this Monday night. I'm Brian Mays. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Licking County Locker Room from Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7. Featuring the local high school here in Licking County, interviewing their coaches, players, and more. The Licking County Locker Room, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing.